By staying home, you can not only protect your health and that of those around you, but ensure that our healthcare professionals and our healthcare systems can focus on those who need their help. Hello and welcome to Corona Movie Club, my entertainment world's answer to social isolation. Um, so we have a schedule of movies and we're all going to watch them independently in our own socially isolated homes and then three times a week we're going to get together over the internet and talk about them just like your mom's old book club used to do. Um, except now there's nothing old about it because it's all over the internet and we're all social isolating so that we don't help spread the coronavirus around the universe. Um, so we have people from all over North America who are participating and there's going to be different people on each call from the uh, core group. And so every episode, I'm going to come in and introduce the film that we're going to be watching, as well as the names of the people that are going to be on that week's call or that episode's call, because we're going to be doing this three times a week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go to the movies. It's something to do. Hey guys, today's movie is The Talented Mr. Ripley, which is a 1999 film uh, written and directed by Anthony Mangella, adapted from the Patricia Highsmith novel of the same name. Um, it stars Matt Damon, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Blanchett, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, it's a really beautiful film. It's not a subtle film, um, but it's it's really it's like literally quite beautiful it's it's shot in like just the most glorious uh place in italy and it's sort of this like sun-bathed movie it's just got this fabulous glow not just from jude law but mostly from jude law um yeah it's just a, it's a it's a really well-made friggin' good movie um so that's all that really is to say about it in intro um, today on the call, we have myself, Kelly Bedard, as well as Nicole Falgu, Laura Hubbard, Susan Bond, Brie Garcia, and Duncan Derry. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I'm so glad I watched that for the first time today. Isn't it pretty? It's so like sun-soaked it. and pretty. It is very like it. pretty. It's also blood-soaked. Me... Sun-soaked yeah. and blood-soaked. Yeah. I did want to go to Italy after that, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Especially, well, not like now. Not now. now. Yeah. yeah. Not now. <laughs> the canals in Venice are clearing up because yeah. of the lack of yeah. traffic. Mm-hmm. So it might be like a Italy will eventually be better than ever, but just right, right now hard no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. But it is a beautiful place in yeah. Italy for sure. Mm-hmm. It's maybe one of the most like from from the way it's shot to the actual locations to yeah. the cast to like it might be the literal most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Yeah. The most Miramax movie ever. <laughs> is it, that's true. Well, Shakespeare in Love might be the most Miramax oh, movie ever. Yeah, it, feels like, it feels like the pinnacle, like they had, like it's by the guy who did the English Patient and it has Gwyneth Paltrow, like true. And Damon, and then it has like Kate Blanchett and Philip Seymour Hoffman just before they're really famous. Feels and like, like uh, the pinnacle. Jude Law. Yeah, and Jude Law, and some guy called Jude Law. Yeah, before peak he Jude became Law. a dad. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was like peak. Yeah, that was peak. Yeah, that was peak, peak Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would argue it was peak most of them actually. Yeah, like it's definitely argue, yeah. peak Gwyneth as an actor as opposed to Gwyneth as Goop. whatever she has standing. become. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking yeah. this. Matt Damon. Every time I see one of those early like this or something like 
I'm a sucker for school ties, but there are others. Um, He used to be so much more interesting. Like, I think Mm -hmm. he used to be a little bit more of a legit actor and now he's more of a like movie star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To differentiate the two. Uh, He's really good in this movie. (laughs) Now he's just in like Boston movies, I feel like mostly. Yeah, I think he started to Boston or Mars. (laughs) Boston or Mars, too. Boston or Mars, same thing. Especially once, like, The Martian was one thing because it was a good movie and, you know, I can see taking that movie, but then he also did Interstellar and I'm like, we, we can't just keep trying to rescue Matt Damon yeah, from very yeah. yeah, he's like, I mean, spoiler alert, he's the big surprise yeah. person <laughs> in Interstellar that, yeah. Learn so much about potatoes. Yeah. I do appreciate that about The Martian, that it's, yeah. mo- it's largely about potatoes, which are one of my top five favorite things in the world. <laughs> Very curious about the rest of the list. <laughs> the weirdest As thing. Am I. <laughs> I was thinking the weirdest thing about Matt Damon in this movie, when he wore glasses, I kept thinking of him in Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. and like it was just the week because it's like the characters are very different especially when he's playing that part at the end of Ocean's Eleven but like I couldn't get that out of my head <laughs> I'm just like oh okay how shifty is Matt Damon in this role with his glasses fair enough was everybody seeing it for the first time I saw it for the first time on a plane back from China this fall um and- I saw it yeah, yes. movie was on a plane home from China this fall <laughs> I feel like this is not the first movie you've talked about on this list. <laughs> long flight. Yeah. A long flight. It's a long flight. Yeah. I feel um, like I should have seen this earlier, though. Yeah, like, yeah I just sure. thought, Although I thought I had it confused in my head with Mr. Holland's opus. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is one of like, the orchestras and stuff. I'm like, the talented Mr. Ripley. I can see and that with he, the title. Uh, <laughs> and then he started playing the piano. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this right. And I'm like, oh, this, this went in a whole different Mr. Holland's opus. <laughs> what a cute movie. <laughs> to watch today, I forgot the title. And I typed three different times Mr. Talented Ripley. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely felt like a film I should have seen in school because it like had that like peak 1950s mm-hmm. aesthetic, both in like how long and how like detailed they went into some stuff. Mm-hmm. And But it was also really jarring because I'm like, these are 90s actors. Like that's... <laughs> Uh, whoever played Peter, um, Homeboy's about to be in Pirates of the Caribbean in like three years. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you mean I the also... guy from Smash? <laughs> That's more important. I always think of these series, Steve Coogan. It's Norrington, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just weird to like have that complete juxtaposition of like, okay, this is like, like it could be North by Northwest in terms of how deep some of these scenes are going, but at the same time, right. like, uh-huh. Is Jude Law's ass just walking away? <laughs> well, it's based which, on a book, right? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, series, yeah. Which was, which was interesting because I thought with the uh, Kate Blanchett, like it's kind of. I looked it up, the Patricia Highsmith, and I. It looks like the movie Carol was loosely based on her life, which was kind of interesting. Which starred Kate Blanchett, it's based on a book that huh. yeah. wrote. Yeah, because yeah. she. I think um, she was, um, yeah, yeah, it was, but yeah, anyway, Carol's loosely based on her. So it goes like full circle. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had seen it before, but I, or most, but like in chunks, I've seen the whole, but I've actually never sat through it all the way through in a linear. So that was, because it is like a movie that has like very distinct parts and sections. 
Yeah. Um, so watching that all unfold was really interesting. This time, and I think I've always thought, I really feel like the first, like the Jude Law section is the most successful for me. Um, over, it's still a good movie overall, I think. But mm. like the more thriller, like con man stuff, it's good. But it, I always find it never like 100% clicks for me. And I don't quite know why, but I still find it really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I agree I with that. I agree with that, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, go ahead, Nicole. What were you going to say? Oh, no, there? no, no. I, my, my thought was only that I agree with that. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I there think was nothing that, else there. I mean, at least for me and the like hyper specific interests I have, what, what works for me about the movie is the complicated friendship dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, I have this weird fascination with golden boys. Um, I just think that they're a really interesting archetype that is often not they're often like the villains or something like they're not often the protagonists, which is weird. I know, but in postmodernism, they're not often protagonists. And so they're, um, they're not explored in an interesting way. And I, I am, I find like their effect on a room is an interesting thing to delve into. And Gwyneth Paltrow sort of sums it up really interestingly when she's the, what was it? The line, something about like the sun shining on you. And then when, when he turns away, it's, you've never felt colder or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know. I felt that was like a really interesting image and it was a cool interpersonal dynamic that I found fascinating. Once we got into like, Ooh, who murdered who and who's getting away with what and all that. Cause if I was like, eh, eh, okay, who cares? Spoiler yeah. alert. It was all Tom Ripley. <laughs> All of it. I do like All that they went to see on Yegan. That always makes me happy. Any, anytime on Yegan comes up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that as soon as I heard it. I'm like, oh, Kelly's going to love this. Now, admittedly, I'm not as familiar with the opera version, but watching what was happening on the stage, I was like, I recognized it as being the story of on Yegan, which the ballet, for those who were asking, is one of my top five favorite things. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Along with potatoes. Never- Along with potatoes, John Cranko's <laughs> on Yegan Ballet. Um, so they were seeing the opera version, but story-wise, that's a really interesting, um, specifically like the duel scene between the two guys. It was an interesting story for them to wordlessly work into the plot just as like characters going to the opera. Yeah. Super random, but the blood coming out on that during that opera, I was like, oh, that's like actually like a really interesting and yet beautiful way for like that blood to flow. Like it's just a piece of fabric. But I don't know why that like stuck with me. But I'm like, oh, that was really pretty. I have forgotten. Oh, How did they do it? Pleasing. It was like it looked almost like a fabric that was being pulled by something that was like slowly becoming more and more red. And I was mm. just like, oh, that's that was a nice choice by whoever did. <laughs> And then as they pulled it down, they also pulled it out. So it mm-hmm, went like mm-hmm. way, way, way. Right. It was, yeah, yeah. it's good. It was very pretty. I felt the yes. scene like was beautifully done, but it was also for me the epitome of like, the movie's really fun and stylish, but it's not subtle about, like, <laughs> it's not subtle about like doubling. There's like mirrors or like this shot with the piano where his head, like it's beautiful and it tells the story really, but it's, you don't have, there's not a lot to analyze, I found. <laughs> no, it's about yeah. as subtle as a foghorn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I don't really mind that so much as long as it's entertaining. Like it's so stylish, and it's I think trying to be kind of like a Hitchcock movie, like a lot of those movies from that era. And I think it's kind of successful. But I think it, yeah, it's just enjoy so enjoyable to watch. So mm. I watched this movie in the '90s, like when it was a brand new because <laughs> uh, I am older than you. Um, and I was trying to describe. I hadn't watched it again since then, and I was trying to describe it to 
a, a friendly young millennial friend of mine who'd never heard of it. Um, and I said it was the movie that made me first think about acting on oh, yeah. film oh. and the movie that made me learn that Matt Damon could act. That's also fair. Yeah. Like that it's, re it's really an actory movie. And yeah. the thing that I remembered the most clearly other than the boat murder was uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's entire, uh, uh, mm -hmm. everything yeah. about it lasted easily for more than 20 oh, years for me. So Mm. Yeah, and in fact, it was a way smaller part than I remembered it. I remembered him being such so much more important. Yeah, but that was sort of was. Philip Seymour Hoffman's whole thing, right? Is that he yeah. had ne he never had enough to do, and he always yeah. stole every movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's very actor like him, and and also Kate Blanchett is she's actory in a different way in the movie. I think she's a bit yeah. manner, but still yeah. like really yeah. effective. Um, for me. I think it's what get, got her that Catherine Hepburn role years yeah. later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's very like, yeah, very lush and like da 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 and chatty. I think it, I, apparently it's, the, the, I haven't read this book, but the movie is really faithful to the book apparently, except her role, which was totally mm -hmm. invented. And the murder of Peter. That's oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 That's not in there in the, in the book. The gay mm -hmm. stuff is more explicit in the movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it's... rare, though, isn't it? Usually, you see things toned down for the yeah. for the mass right. audience. That's kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'd forgotten in this movie. Like, if it were made now, it would seem like still kind of restrained. But it's it was for nineteen ninety nine. I was like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. I mean, considering the fact that like Call Me by Your Name was the first major studio movie about gay characters, like. What about in, Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? No, it was something that's like a searchlight movie or something. Oh, really? Yeah, there was some mm -hmm. weird loophole that was like, it It was, that's technically, no, it was Love, Simon. It wasn't even Call Me By Your Name because everything was like a Fox searchlight or an indie that got then distribution. But yeah, so it like, if you look at the actual timeline of like major studio releases, um, it is notable um, when you go back to 1999. Yeah. Um, although in 2020, you know, especially also there's this whole thing about like super mainstream leading men who like are kind of known for their straightness. There's uh -huh. like, they have a history of rejecting roles like this that can get them, get the rumor oh, mill yeah. running or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool. I mean, I hate giving someone credit for this. It's so lame, but like, it yeah. is good that they took the roles, I guess. And we're willing to like go in that direction. I don't yeah. know. To a degree. I mean, it's not that on the nose. Like, True. in reality, it's insinuated between Jude Law and Matt Damon. Like, the conversation with Dickie and Tom in the boat is pretty nail-on-the-head talking about it, but there's no physical aspect to that. It's basically just Tom shouting about his feelings. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, even with Peter, for most of that act, you're not really seeing it until right before and even then it's i think the only character you actually see tom kiss is female but you see him mm. really cuddle up to peter at the end and that's pretty much it as far as the physicality of their relationship mm -hmm. but um the fact that the only literally the only character you see him kiss is meredith and it's at the very 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 end of all of this when you pretty much know how he feels about Peter that, you know, this comes out. So I don't think it's as, um, I, I almost kind of like don't want to give people credit for taking roles like that because I feel like 
if it was really warranting the credit, it would have been a more overt, um, a more overt instance of a same-sex relationship. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, watching it, I was trying to figure out how much the movie was, like I was like, what was Tom? Part of it is not we don't know what Tom was like really before this movie, but like, what is his relationship to his sexuality? you know, before he comes to Italy, is this kind of like, is the whole process sort of an awakening for him? And how much of that was deliberately opaque to tell the story and how much of it was kind of Hollywood mm, nervousness or whatever, or censoring, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sort of in a similar boat as Nicole. I wouldn't give them a whole, like, whole bunch of credit, but it stands out, I think, for that year, for that era. I don't I, I mean, know. I'm tempted to give them credit mostly because like Elsa's still not allowed to be gay in 2020. Right. And, right. So like, I don't know. Elsa. Frozen. <laughs> From Frozen. From Frozen. I'm so here was a thing. <laughs> well, it's just the thing. Like, she's just like, she just obviously is. And like, it would serve the story well. And the writers clearly are like trying to build in the possibilities so that yeah. the internet can run with it if they want. But Disney just won't let them. Yeah. Like the, the, the foot has come down on Disney. Same thing with like, you see this in Star Wars, this happened with Star Wars. So like, I don't know. I, there's like, Finn it's Poe. even in 2020. Mm-hmm. So then when yep. I look back at what was this 1999, I'm a little yeah. bit like, okay, 99. I guess good, good for them. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a hard corporate ceiling and the more money the movie is supposed to make, the, the narrower the confines get. There's Absolutely. Just, so frustrating. It's like, mm-hmm is high-end prestige but it's still there's a ceiling of what's expected to how well it will do and i don't think it for all everyone involved like it was a successful movie but it wasn't when it came out like the huge success it might have been i think right got nominated for Mm -hmm. lots of things Mm -hmm. but didn't get nominated for everything and it made and people were like it's pretty good not great that was kind of and that was sort of its reputation for a while i think and i think now people uh i don't know i think it has a better reputation now that's my sense. Right. I don't think it won anything it was nominated for, though, did it? I, I thought it... Uh, no, maybe not. I shall Google. Talk amongst okay. yourselves. <laughs> I said it just received five Academy nominations. Jude Law was one. Mm. But that was the only actor nominated, I think, was Jude Law. Really? Jude Law? Yeah. I mean, he does fine, but not the, <laughs> like it's not the standard performance. I right. think he's aw- I think he's perfect in this movie. I think oh, it's yeah, the best oh, he's ever been, that. but it it's is. not necessarily him but I think his it's performance he's himself. Exactly. It's yeah. a feat of, a, it's a feat of casting more than a feat of performance. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a yeah. moment partway through where I was like, "Oh, where did his accent go?" Cuz he like he's had it this <laughs> the whole time, but I forgot he was acting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, he does it really well. And I think also, I guess like we were saying, because he wasn't really that known at that point. So it kind of is this person who's by design supposed to be so charismatic for like the first third. that he And you do kind of miss him when he's gone in a way. Right. Yeah. He's such an asshole, but like you still kind of, you miss like that. Even, yeah, even when he's basically saying that, he's, that uh, Tom is so white that he might as well be gray. I'm like... Oh, yeah. You know what? You're funny. <laughs> a lot of it is like, you're pretty. Yeah, he's one of those, he has he this performance where like everything he says initially, you're like, oh, that was smart and funny. And then you think about it and you're like, nope, he's just pretty. <laughs> um, that's all that's happening. I'm grading him on a curve. Yeah. Like if somebody Which is the point else, of the movie. <laughs> yes. If somebody else had said that, who wasn't as pretty as Jude Law, I probably would have been like, 
Yo asshole, shut up. And like, it's not yeah. just, there's something, like, because Matt Damon is very pretty. Like, there's lots of very pretty people. There is something, and he's standing next to Gwyneth freaking Paltrow the whole movie. But mm-hmm. there's something about, like, the way he's shot and the way he's costumed. He seems to literally glow. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about this movie that makes Jude Law, who is a very handsome man, but he's not, like, that much more handsome than Matt Damon, makes him just this sort of, like, otherworldly creature um, yeah. that really the, the Jude Law section makes so much sense to me in a really mm-hmm. remarkable way. I have no problem with him being nominated <laughs> for an Oscar for this. Although I, I will say, so I looked it up. It was nominated for five. It won none. Um, and they were supporting actor, screenplay, art direction, costume design, and score. And mm-hmm. I kind of think they should have won art direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say now that you bring all that up about Jude Law, I was going to actually mention that like, Yes, he's pretty. Yes, he his character's an asshole. But there were so many times in that movie where, like, like even the bathtub scene where Homeboy's just like, can I get in? And Jude Law is like, ugh. And yeah. it's like, I, I was like, wow, for, like, one of the first times in my life, do I, like, kind of feel, like, weirdly aligned with the asshole? Because, like, on the one hand, you, you're, like, following uh, Matt Damon's I know what these people have names. But Matt Damon's character and... <laughs> Like, you're supposed to kind of, I don't know, kind of align with him in the beginning. But then I guess just like when he kept talking about like, oh, like you're living in my house, you're eating my food, you're kind of following me around. If we get married, homeboy's going to have to join us. And I was just like, am I thinking this because he's really cute and his like, he climbs out of that bath and looks real good and that's why I'm aligning with him? Or like, does he have a point? Yeah. He also has a point. That part was not just him being pretty. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is him being pretty, but at the same time, um, he he is right, and that's kind of the the I think why we end up quote unquote siding with him at some point is because mm. and understanding him is because it's not just because he's pretty; it's because his points are valid. Like you have Tom Ripley, who basically just starts wandering around calling himself his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, for no other reason rent. like exactly like dude what are you doing stop it you don't get to dictate where the money goes you don't get to judge his yeah admittedly kind of assholey things but at the same time like when when he finally insults tom the thing that he uses to insult him is that he's a leech and it's almost like i didn't feel like he was an asshole in that moment i thought he was just telling the truth i thought he Mm. was trying to get his point across when he'd spent the that entire portion of the movie not being able to speak that in whatever manner he could to tom in a way that tom would understand and back off yeah Mm. matt damon is so good one of the reasons that jude law glows so much is that matt damon and i think gwyneth paltrow are so good in their different characters at making Jude Law seem so interesting. And Matt Damon is so good at being just like, he is beautiful, but he's so embarrassing in this movie. (laughs) Well, it's a, yeah, it's a testament to what is it? Actors always say you can't play the king, the uh, people around you play the king. Yeah. Like play that you are the king. Yeah. But, and in that moment when he says you're a leech, it's kind of, I think that, that, that's like the culmination of how good that whole section is. Cause you, I totally align with Jude Law. But I also think, yeah, you're still an asshole. And you yourself are also a leech of your father's. True. On your, yeah. like, and Matt Damon has been a leech and has been bad, been embarrassing and been lying. 
but he's also been kind of played by this guy in a way that Gwyneth Paltrow acknowledges. It's a really, it feels really like, mm-hmm. right. and just like, I'm with everyone and I hate everyone. And like, that's why, yeah, that it's so successful. Also, can I point out that the way that they try to make Matt Damon less pretty <laughs> is by having him put on glasses. I'm like, you're not It's fooled. the 90s. It's it the 90s. <laughs> He's still hot. And I agree Stop with it. you, Nicole. All men are hotter in glasses, and it's like a failed proposition. But in the 90s, I see what they were trying to do. Right. Like, <laughs> they were trying. It wasn't successful, because I'm still sitting there staring at Matt Damon. Yeah. So... Nice try, y'all. I saw right through it. But then he gels up his hair, and then he gets hot. Mm. You know. Oh yeah, that's fair. Well, and admittedly, going with someone like significantly less hot wouldn't have actually worked because, right. like, it there is like a a status thing where like Jude Law has to be hotter than him to a like to put up with him. But yeah. if he was really unhot, especially if he's going to be that awkward, there's like a line at which Jude Law wouldn't want him around because he'd make him look bad. He like wouldn't fit in. So, you know, he's like the Gretchen Wieners kind of thing where like she has to be hot. (laughs) She just can't be as hot. But if she was not hot, they wouldn't associate with her. And then on another level, he has to take on being dicky. So people have to reasonably believe that they are the same person because apparently... They look similar enough in whatever fantasy Italian place this currently is that they actually do look alike uh, because it definitely is not reality. No. Uh, they have to at least be able to convince some people that they're the same person. So they definitely have to have the same level of hot. Yeah. I'm going to have that made into yeah. a scale i think part of the hotness differentiality is the uh, confidence (laughs) um uh and is also like this there this is not a very not subtle class movie too where everybody everybody is wealthy except except tom so it sort of falls off when he's not being particularly overt about lying but i think they're like like rolling into every room like he owns it is part that level of confidence is part of it and mm. that is something that Tom takes on quite successfully when he starts impersonating him. Yeah. Even down to like how he kills people. He does that is Philip Seymour Hoffman. That is part of what makes him like the way he rolls in in that uh, cafe scene so scary is that suddenly there's another person with that much magnetism but i think it's just confidence yeah yeah it kind of vaguely vaguely reminded me because i'd seen parasite lately like it lately it's very like different obviously in terms of like the desperation of the situation in parasite but in terms of the coming into being sort of taken in by this Mm -hmm. old this privileged situation and becoming kind of just embroiled in it so far that you can't get out like the what is it like too steeped in blood that you can't turn back mm-hmm. sort of I noticed that even in how he kills people like when yeah. you notice how he kills people he only kills people by hitting them in the head with things yeah. like that has to be like a super confident way to murder somebody like you don't go for the back you don't go for like a less vital organ and hope they bleed out you don't use a gun he literally just beats people in the face with things that's a That's super confident way of doing it. He does it with the ore. He does it with the statue. We kind of see him. We don't really know, but we sort of really know that he was strangling Peter. Mm. They're all very tactile 
very personal murders. But true, but grabbing something heavy and hitting someone with it is also such a like classic, I'm just deciding to murder you right this second Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Like he just grabbed whatever's near his by and is like, this'll do damage. Whack. Um, which I think is what's going on. Because like at least on the boat he was so like angry at what he was saying, he just grabbed and like slapped him across the face. (laughs) Bitch slapped Um, him with an I was trying not to (laughs) go ahead. Say it it loud, say it proud. (laughs) You can swear on this, I don't care. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is like to Jude Law, to Dickie, if you're kind of creeped out by a dude and you're going to insult him on a boat in the middle of nowhere, like maybe wait till you're in public because like no one's going to find your body ever. <laughs> I also, think that's I'm just so, I'm so, sus- right? like it doesn't, it doesn't occur to him that he is vulnerable. No. True. No. Oh, that, true, that's like, true, Susan, yeah. If you're going to tell some dude that you think is kind of creepy that he's, like, a leech, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you're right. You went out of the boat with right. that just, intention, though. True, true. Just avoid confrontation like, on boats. Yeah, just, like, wait till you yeah, get back, time. you're a leech, and then, like, drive away. Okay, I mean, serious question for you guys. Who here thinks that if someone came up to you and said, hey, we knew each other in university, you would believe them? Really? Does it really? <laughs> I, I fully don't. Like, I, I have a pretty good memory for faces and names and just like, it's just not, no. Just I, I think I would have remembered. I think that's partly the dicky thing of, he, they, they think I can get away with this because this guy, he meets Doesn't... a lot of people, but he's so self-absorbed that it's just like, well, maybe I met you. I don't know. But also Princeton in 56 probably would have been <laughs> a significant bit smaller than where some of us went to university and it would lower down the population because they would all be white men mm-hmm. correct mm. so that's true but then they um, all kind of look the same too. so that, I, guess, I just like my question is so like i am in the same graduating class as alexandra acacia cortez could i go up to her randomly and be like hey we were friends yeah. i promise here's my yearbook you're in it i, I mean, never met her <laughs> not once but could i be like we were friends i swear no, I mean, I feel like it would be, like, there's a difference, like, we're just like, hey, we were both at the same party at one yeah. point, like, we never really talked, like, I feel like that's plausible, like, I feel like there's people like, oh, yeah, like, I noticed, like, yeah. you at that party, we sort of had, we did never really talked, though. Right. Wouldn't have worked for me. I, I only associated with, I only associated I mean, with people who did Shakespeare as a hobby, yeah. so it lowers yeah. it down. Yeah, that's why I think if you came up to me tomorrow and said, like, Hey, I used to know you from college. I'd be like, I don't remember you from Titus. Sit down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was such a small group. Although yeah. I do, I do feel like the the sort of people I know who are really popular do sometimes yeah. have that like. Although it's it's split because people who are genuinely popular and like an organic everyone just genuinely really likes them way have an uncanny ability to remember people and make people feel special and all that. And then there are the people who just meet a bunch of people. And they yeah. have a tendency to forget everyone. Like I've met certain people 20 times and they're still like, nice to meet you. I will say that like initially when you asked that, I was going to be like, no, I'd be like, no, we've never met. I'm sorry. But then I remembered, um, oh God, in like, I guess I met someone at orientation and then like the first week of college, she came up. She's like, oh my God, hi, do you remember me? We were best friends during orientation. Straight up, never knew this girl in my life. 
maybe we did meet, maybe we didn't. I just pretend like we did. We're still friends to this day. And a part of me is just kind of like, did I ever actually meet her? Or did she mix <laughs> me up with some other person of color? I, I don't know. Oh, no. Okay, that's <laughs> a thing too, right? True. Luckily, very she was very nice. But I was like, <laughs> to this day, I'm so like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I still remember a bartender that I met on a trip to New York with my best friends in May. And I could probably pick him out in the city of New York. Wow. So, okay. like, I, I'm that person who definitely would remember. You would not be able to pull that off. Yeah. But here's my question about that bartender, though. Do you remember him because he was like really hot or something, or stood no. out? Because do you no. remember your waitress from that same trip and your the who like the hotel maid that you walked by and the concierge and like all right? Like it's I just remember the one bartender. I remember. Uh, a shop clerk that I spoke to while buying soap. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I you. my my friends Mandy and Rachel would definitely definitely call me out on my ability to befriend people while okay. randomly yeah. walking around places. There okay. was a guy at my university called Phil, and we were in the same year. And even to this day, now that I'm long gone from that university, people come up to me and say, "Hey, Phil." So it like it it's weird. It crosses me. It can haunt you. <laughs> you have a doppelganger i do it's sadly not a talent do we know if he looks more like you than tom ripley looks like i knew i know that guy i would uh yes he does because they matt damon and Law don't really look alike (laughs) stay um, away from him he may murder you yeah or single white female you amen you're right. You're right. And uh, thank God we're in quarantine because otherwise I'd be It's all right. We got you. We'll protect you. <laughs> if I, we know if now. I, if yeah. I join the chat next week and it's a slightly different looking guy, just you know, ask some key questions about Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> ask some key questions. Okay. We'll ask some key <laughs> questions. Ask when is Paltrow a good actress? And he'll say no and I'll say yes. <laughs> okay that's a good that's a good metric because it it says a lot about you whether you think Gwyneth Paltrow is a good I, actress I don't I don't know <laughs> I know she's in, intolerable and I don't the goof thing whatever but I enjoy watching her act and I, I have no problems with her to be honest I know I'm supposed to but I don't care sliding doors she's great leave her alone I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now like specifically in that like quest that would he count as a friend? Did he say, I was your friend in college? Nope. Or I knew you? I knew, I knew you, yeah. Last, they knew each other. I mean, yeah, like, I knew you. Like, it seems like, yeah, I mean, like, maybe, like, maybe. I think, like, I've seen you around. We run in, like, similar circles. That would be plausible. Yeah. I think he, like, went a step too far. But he even, yeah, he doubles down because he's like, well, I knew you, so you must have known me. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, no. Yeah, no. okay, man. <laughs> He really escalates the lies in ways that often surprise you. Yeah. Like, in ways that come up against his, like, you know how nervous and insecure he seems. And then he'll, like, he'll just keep escalating in ways that are, like, impressive. But I do that. I'm a really, really bad liar. And so when something goes wrong, like, something embarrassing happens, I end up, like, spouting out a lie that makes it way worse and is, like, way too big of a lie that, like, doesn't actually line up with the like doesn't fix the mistake that happens and it just like becomes this like giant thing and then i just keep making it bigger there's a story it involves victor garber just leave it alone but (laughs) (laughs) one day i would like to know the story um but yeah like i do that where it's just like i get nervous and then the lie gets like 
bigger, which is not actually correlated to my confidence in the moment, but it, it's like a desperate, like, yeah. ah, and then yeah. this, and then, huh, huh. <laughs> you know. I want to be uh, out in something. I think that's like the, the story of the movie. It's like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> the other thing is when, in the very, very, very beginning, when he first meets Dickie, he has the lie, and then he just sort of glances over the truth a little bit in that he's a very good liar. He's a very good forger. You know, he's great at imitating. Mm -hmm. So he basically shows Dickie his hand, mm -hmm. and then Tom Ripley's the shit out of Dickie. Mm -hmm. I know. But that's kind of... I wonder about that. There, this is, okay. On Survivor a few seasons ago, <laughs> there was this guy who won, who is a really mediocre winner and has now been proven to be a bad player. But at the time, one of the reasons people thought he was a bad player is because he told the truth a lot. Like he would just kind of blurt out his genuine opinion of people instead of like being nice. And he would just, he like told everyone the plan all the time. Like he was just bad. Um, and then after the fact, after he happened to win the season, he sort of tried to explain it away as being like, that was strategy. My strategy was that I was going to like tell everyone the blatant truth so often, so much that everyone thinks, oh, he never lies. So then when I do lie, they assume I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of how like I'm blunt. So everyone assumes I'm always telling them the truth because like, why wouldn't I lie more yeah. if I was, you know? And, and, and so this idea of like, he tells, he's like, hey, I'm a really good, I can like pretend to be other people. And if someone, someone who's trying to get away with pretending to be someone they're not, theoretically wouldn't tell you that. Mm. It's like the scene at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean when Jack Sparrow is like, you always yeah. assume that I'm going to keep bringing it back to Pirates. I'm sorry. Yeah. By all means. <laughs> okay. Pirates 1 was a good movie. So good. Pirates 1 is a great movie. The sequels are so bad that I feel like Pirate 1 is remembered as a worse movie than it is, but it's actually mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah, Pirates, Pirates 1 is great. And then There's no I, sequels. None. How many are there? Like, how many? I think there are five, five now. Five million. I don't know. I, didn't see, I did not see the fifth one. <laughs> yeah. I think I I've only seen, I think I saw like one and four. Like, I saw some random sequel well, that Lucky wasn't. Pirates 1 is so weird and bad. It's very, and it has yeah. Judy Dench cameoing in it, which makes me love it, but no, it's bad. Indeed. Judy Dench is one of those great actresses that because she's so great, we have a tendency to think she's really smart, but she makes some really questionable career decisions. Yes. Well, I think her performance Everyone. in Cats exactly. is weird Cats. and I, kind of, I like her in Cats. Cats is bad, but I like her in Cats. <laughs> do you do uh, the only person i like in cats is robbie fairchild i think he battles valiantly other than him everybody People like cats i it's a terrible it's a terrible movie but it's so special and what it's okay terrible at. We're, not, I, we're not here to talk about cats we're always here to talk about cats everything comes back to cats now it's 2020 i feel like matt remember when everyone was just mostly concerned about cats <laughs> What, remember that was, the like beautiful innocence of those times there's, there's but, but that was yeah. only a few months ago it was so it, recently it, feel, it feels like 10 years ago i feel remember, like it was like literally a, a month ago when we thought the democratic primary mattered like how, how cute <laughs> oh, were we oh my god mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. what, a, what a time to be alive but the towns oh of mr ripley god. terrific movie Pretty well, movie. Pretty okay. So gorgeous. Pretty, pretty I love it. It's pretty. Has some, some really special jazz club moments. Oh my God. I love it. 
I guess I have to love jazz, but I (laughs) love jazz. No one has to love jazz. But But is it genetically coded into my DNA? No. Okay. Well, then I just love jazz. (laughs) Be your own person, Nicole. See, I thought you had to love jazz because of how pretty Jude Law was, which would also be It was because of how pretty My Funny Valentine is. That's sure, fair. sure. But there's, there, to be honest, there, it's very rare for me to find a man with a trumpet sexy. <laughs> he had a, um, <laughs> trumpet's just not not a mm-hmm. sexy instrument. Did you have to play like? <laughs> yeah, and it's got like it goes from like nothing. It's it's quiet. It's it's silent or loud, and those are the only dynamics. Right. Just, Luckily, you know. Jude Law plays saxophone, which is oh, Wait, yeah. doesn't he play the trumpet? I thought he played no, the no, trumpet. No, 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 he plays the saxophone. He played the saxophone. Oh, but then I also don't think the saxophone's the sexy, though. God, now I'm just reminded yeah. of that. What was it? Kanye got uh, Kenny G to play for Kim Kardashian, Ew, just yeah. in a room oh, by, yeah. and he was she was like trapped in a room full of like roses, <laughs> and you couldn't figure out how he got in there <laughs> playing his saxophone. <laughs> Lock Kenny G up. Just you're gonna play forever. <laughs> I mean, that seems like something. Well, I mean, that's something Kanye did. So yes. That seems like <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, Kanye kids. is someone who could totally get Tom Ripley. Like you could go up to Kanye <laughs> yeah. and be like, yeah, "We know each other. You just forgot," and he'd be like, "Yo, dude, that's right. Everyone knows me. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows me." <laughs> then the other person would probably just kill themselves. Like it was just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him getting killed in a boat. He wouldn't let it happen. He'd get <laughs> out of bed before they finished him off. Oh, God. All I right. It started oh. like distracted film podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's because you know what you said earlier, Duncan, is that they're like because it's so explicit. It's kind of like an obvious movie. There yeah. isn't a lot to talk about, which is whereas what we've been finding with these is the ones that end up having long, interesting discussions are movies that are either really subtle and or movies that people have kind of written off and not talked about a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, so like Horse Girl was one that was really good and it was like a really new movie that hasn't had a lot written about it yet. And then obviously my best friend's wedding um, because people sort of <laughs> laugh it off or something, right? Whereas like Snowpiercer, which is one of those movies that has like long editorials and all this stuff written about it online. It's a little bit more difficult to talk about. Yeah. So this is a movie that is both like everything that's going on in the movie is very clearly telegraphed by the filmmaking. So it's not like we have a ton to really investigate or theorize on. So we're just going to like talk about cats and trumpets, <laughs> even though apparently it was a saxophone. I don't know. I was paying attention. It's and fine. calling women hysterical. That, the mm. gaslighting that in this moment. movie. Yeah. Oh my God, the I hated gas- it. God, no, yeah. That, I mean, that was definitely like, wow. Like the gaslighting is going on so hard here poor mark oh yeah which is one of the mo- most infuriating things to ever watch yes yeah is, and then gaslighting yep and oh yeah like the dad is like oh yeah no definitely like i believe him like here get all my get all dickie's trust fund money like oh right. the dad is a real dummy like a yeah. real real dummy yeah yeah like, so the detective the detective's like money. well the detective's like i did some half-assed research <laughs> kind of sort of found out some of his secrets, yeah. but didn't actually dig deep enough to figure out that, oh, you know, 
because really the only reason he was able to get away with it was misogyny. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. But that's the way everyone gets away with everything, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't seem entirely implausible, which is so sad. Oh, it's, it's a thing that we're, I'm sure the, all of the women on this call have absolutely faced. Yeah. I've faced it, I don't know, today. God. What, the gaslighting? Oh, no, no, no. Misogyny. Oh, misogyny in general. Oh, I yeah. mean, sure. I haven't I mean, actually stepped outside but... of my apartment today, but sure. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I guess that's just because I'm still working. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, Duncan is the only man I've interacted with today. Hi, Duncan. <laughs> misogynist. Not that I thought people... of you. <laughs> You're the only people I've interacted with today, so hi. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Glad that we could interact with you, though. Yeah. Although there is this thing about someone did a study. I don't know how reliable, I don't know that this is science, um, but someone did a study that dogs don't react well, like as um, obediently to female voices as they do to male voices. There's something about the depth and the authority. So perhaps my, the fact that my dog is so badly behaved <laughs> is misogynist. So oh, I would absolutely agree with that because Leo listens to no one other than Mike. <laughs> so if Leo hears Mike's voice, he comes trotting on in like, Ooh, let's go visit daddy. If I say anything, it could be, it could be the T R E A T. And he's like, I don't know who she is, but I'm not listening to her. Oh no. Oh, no. Such a little asshole. Oh no. Voice Very modulator. cute. Lucky they're so Lucky cute. Get the voice modulator from screen three. Ooh, <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> I think that would. I think he would find that disconcerting, yeah. because he also doesn't like it if I wear face masks. Oh well, yeah. Well, well those are very scary. So don't, you yeah, know, don't come by. Mm-hmm. that's don't fair. Um, okay. Any closing thoughts on the talented Mister Ripley? Let me look through my notes. Oh my happened. God, you took notes. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. Look, yeah. I'm a nutcase. I'm real. Oh nice. Oh. I will say that I remembered the end of the movie, but I didn't remember the very last shot and I liked it better the way I remembered it. Yeah. I don't remember the very last shot. What is the very last shot? The very last shot is after he murders him. Yeah. After he murders him. I did like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I remember it it ending with him preparing for the murder, Mm. but not Mm. having died yet. Yeah. I did like that last shot where he was sort of like saying like, I need to keep myself like locked away and then he sort of goes into the dark and like again not super subtle but like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm like I see there with your like imagery and whatnot but anyway I'm curious to read the I'd be curious to read the novel and also Jude Law is very pretty yes Susan do, do you like like it the way you remember it because you like the uncertainty of whether he goes through with it or you just prefer the image I don't know. I think it's because I prefer the uncertainty. Like there was no, in my memory, there was no question that he was going to murder him. Mm. But um, just ending on the expectation without it playing out. Is mm. kind of yeah. Mm. Um, I was going to say. A, it is such a sad closing moment. Like, yeah. It really is. Yeah. I also love that's the only time that you actually really hear the word talented. Because you, you hear him called the mysterious Mr. Ripley by Dickie before Dickie is murdered. But all of the compliments are coming from the only person that's ever really truly loved Tom back. And that's when we finally hear that he's talented. Yeah. 
I'm glad that you guys remember that line about being, I don't remember it now, but like being so white that he was like gray. Because I just remember watching that and I was like, ha, huh, this is excellent. I'm going to write this down. And then I proceeded to not do that. <laughs> what was he? It was like a lime green spoon or something. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, it was highlighter is yellow. Is, is that great. a period accurate color? I was wondering. <laughs> no. I don't know, but I loved it. I also loved it. But. Oh, like, <laughs> he can wear as little as he'd like. I don't know. I'm going to get really uh, like brutal, but like he was ripped and like <laughs> shredded, but it looked weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's the color. It's yeah. The, <laughs> it's the pale grayness. That was, that was very translucent. It looked like his head had been screwed onto like a built bodybuilder body or something. Like, I don't know. I, they had to do that. Otherwise, you'd be too busy going, whoo. Hello. Right. And not yeah. paying attention to the rest of the scene. No, you well, need he has to... that young baby face still, too. Yeah. Not a problem. Need, but you need to see how pretty Jude Law is, which is the important part in right. that scene. Yeah, it's true. So you have to use the weird color that everyone's like, Ugh. Yeah. For, like, comparison. Yeah. It feels also, right that we end on a discussion about the Speedo, so I'm going to call <laughs> it there. <laughs> 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 and uh i will see you guys on monday all, all right. right everybody thanks bye, bye. bye. bye.